Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So excited you decided to join us today. Uh, Before we jump in, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. You aren't going to find anything else like it. They are our sponsors because I own three of them and I truly believe in this machine. I truly believe in the people that work there and the product. Uh, Mention Coach Unplugged and we'll give you $400 off. Just say Coach Collins sent me. Coach Unplugged sent me and they'll take really, 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 really good care of you. Trust me. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. 14-day free trial. Um, You're going to want to check it out before prices increase. You know, it's just that things happen. (laughs) Coach Collins has only got so many hours in a day. Go over and check it out. It's got the roadmap. It's got everything that you need to become a better basketball coach in one stop. You know, if you're looking for clinic videos, if you're looking how to break a one, three, one, if you're looking how to run a zone offense, if you're looking how to, to pick an offense, if you're looking for anything, it's got it there for you as I hit my microphone. Oh, well, um, it, you know, and it also helps us pay the bills, helps us keep all these podcasts, um, the high school hoops and five minute basketball coaching podcasts and funnel down and all these things free to you. Um, teachhoops.com is what pays the bills and keeps the lights on. So um, we'd love if you went over and checked that out and let's head off to the podcast. All right. Welcome to Coach Unplugged, the uh, chaos the chaos version. I was talking to Coach Maddox about this beforehand. It's like the house is like my house is getting appraised. Um, so <laughs> what we're going to do, Coach Maddox, I'm going to have you introduce yourself. Yep. And then what I have you do is just kind of tell our listeners your journey, your basketball yep. journey. Okay. Um, where it started, yeah. you know, where you played, I know where you played, but all yeah. everything that's kind of that journey. And then kind of, I think it's a very unique story of how you ended up where you ended up and what you're doing yeah. now. And then we'll, yeah. then we'll, then we'll talk some hoops after that. But yeah, um, that, that sounds great. Okay, go ahead. Well, Steve, let me, let me just say this first, just thank you for your work and thank you for having me on. It's an honor. I've obviously followed the podcast for many, many years. And so I just appreciate all the work that you do. 
and are doing. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a privilege to be sitting here on the screen with you. And so I hope in Madison, this, Wisconsin, this is, this is a lot more fun than that yeah. because it's, it's like my wife sometimes thinks I'm just talking to myself in my office. Like, yeah. like you never sure anyone listens. So I appreciate it. I really do. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Um, and as a guy that just launched a podcast, you know, we're only three episodes in you're, you're well, well down the road <laughs> from us. So, and you said you did listen. So I know now that between you and my wife, we have two listeners. So that's good. Two downloads. That's good. Yeah. Two downloads. <laughs> um, yeah. I, you know, it, my name is Drew Maddox. I, I, I'm a lifetime Nashvilleian. Uh, my story of, of basketball connection precedes multi-generations before I was even born. It's been deeply rooted uh, in the fabric of my family. Going back to my father, uh, grandfather played basketball at Vanderbilt. Graduated in 1948. My father played basketball at Vanderbilt. Graduated in 1973. So they both they both played at Vanderbilt. Yes, that's yes. crazy. Yes, it is funny how sports like so. You're one of the first ones. It is interesting how sports are kind of inbred in. I mean, they're they're into families. Like yes, my grandfather played football at Marquette. Yeah, they don't have football anymore. Yeah, yeah he played against. Them, they played Did against Notre Dame. Coach him. I mean, <laughs> I know it's it's just but 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 he, then he ended up being a college. I mean, I'm like fifth generation teacher. He ended up gotcha. being um, beautiful. It isn't it. He he ended up yeah. being um uh, head division three coach in in okay. Wisconsin and um yes. Yeah, so I I think that's an that, that's so interesting for us yeah. as 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 fathers. It's interesting too. I yes, think. because now I see it now that I'm a father of five. I've watched that. And it wasn't something intentionally done. It just kind of just the essence of the family and the exposure to it. It just passed on to your kids, you know? Right. So my girls were interested in basketball. My, my sons are interested in basketball. You know, just like, it just starts happening. My nephews, my nieces, everybody's just into it. And so it, it goes back to, you know, many, many years ago. And so then I'll fast forward the story. Real hey, quick before and then come we go, are you, are you, before we jump into that, are you coaching yeah. your kids? Uh, I do. I've coached all of my daughters. Okay. And I've co I have two sons okay. and uh, they're not to the high school level yet, but I coach, you know, their little travel team and, you know, their, their, their rec league team. It's, it's a, it, 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 I'm going to, from a dad that's from a dad who did that, it's going to be, a, it's a sad day when it ends, trust yeah. me, but it is the best journey ever. It is. Well, the, that's a great encouragement to me because oh. you hear sometimes the other side of the horror story how it changes the, the dynamic in the relationship. You know, and so. part of it is like, I definitely would probably was harder on, on, on my son, but it's, it's about setting ground rules and it's about yeah. like, I'm dad and I just happened to coach him in basketball. I coached yes. him in two sports at our school cause he played boys volleyball. So he had me for like, he had me for six seasons. Yeah. And, and what we, when he was a freshman, you'll, I'll tell you this story, coach, you'll love this. When we were freshmen, he, um, I would drive him to school because obviously he couldn't yeah. drive and stuff. And we'd have great conversations. And that was one of the sad parts when he got his license because I missed that. Oh, um, yeah. But in one of those conversations, we made a rule that as soon as, you know, as soon as we got pulled in the driveway, we were done. Like we couldn't talk basketball anymore unless he brought it up. If, if, if he wanted to watch that. film, if he wanted to talk about it, it was great. Yeah. And then about a month into it, he goes, dad, can we do it as soon as we walk to the car? <laughs> I go, yep, we can. Not even the car ride. <laughs> Not even the car ride. I go, yes, we can do that. As soon as we yes. get the building, we're done. The, the dad thing is, and literally there's times with my wife that I, I'm wearing a baseball hat right now for yeah. those of you that are listening, because we put this on YouTube, but, um, uh, I, I sometimes have two hats and I'll, and I'll say to my wife, are, were you, are you talking to the, 
coach hat and then i'll think yeah. are you talking to the dad hat sure which sure. one are you talking to so you yeah. can, there's a there, that's a hard separation but yeah truly one of the joys of I my love life it. well oh, thank yeah. you for that encouragement yeah, that's good to hear it will be good um, it will be great. because it, you know it is something as a dad um you know i didn't coach my daughters obviously because i coach boys varsity basketball but right. with my sons as they've been getting closer and closer now they're in the middle school program and they're going to start moving on up i have to tell you like i was like you know is this something that I'm willing to to put my chips in the middle of the table and, and be dad and coach? You know, is this yeah. something we're going to go all in on or do we need to draw, you know, some line of delineation and, and move another direction? And it's also, you have to read your kid. Like I knew my son, we've had discussions after even. Yeah. You have to set some like, cause they're going to hear stuff. They're going to like, what kind of kid are they to be able sure. to avoid some of that? Know that, you know, um, I, I probably went the other way and I, I, I probably was harder and played him less maybe at times than, you know, I, yeah. anyway, I was probably yeah. the other way, which is and hard. It's, it's, it is a hard them, thing. It, coaching them at a young age, what you just described is how I find myself. I do see their mistakes a little more yeah. and you work, you teeter on that a little bit more. You're like, ah, Maybe I should sub them out, you know, where you may extend more grace, another direction to another child, yeah, you know, yeah. to always feel that. I can only imagine when the stakes get a little higher. Well, if you have good assistance, I'm going to tell you something. I've had, I've had two coaching staffs in 20 plus years. It's crazy. Yeah. And I had, I have, sta I have a staff that I trust and there were times where they would turn to me and they go, you, why is Drew not on the floor? Cause he, He's a coach's kid. He can shoot the freaking. It's a great, out. great name too. By the way, it is. It is a great name. <laughs> it was after. It was after. I wanted to name him. I wanted to name him Bryce after Bryce Drew, but my wife okay. didn't like Bryce. But okay. I just I snuck in Andrew and got Drew. Yeah. So I've worked the back end on it. Um, it was a whole Velpo thing. Uh, anyway, you know Bryce um, is one of my good friends too. He was he, here at Vanderbilt for more. Uh, he's a great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd never remember. I'll never forget that game. Um, but anyway. Uh, so yeah, so a roundabout way he was named after Bryce Drew. That's um, awesome. It is, but anyway, uh, yeah, it's like it, I think it's important. It's it's a it's a hard struggle. I agree. It's a very hard struggle. Well, I think anybody that is listening to this, you know, whether you've been in an employment situation and you've worked in a family business, or now you're you know more of the CEO type that's leading the office, and your your kids are now walking. I mean, there's always that dynamic where when family spills over into other aspects of life, I mean, you're always looking for those boundaries and those right. balance. And like I was saying, the, the, the staff would tell me, you got to play, like, he yeah. can shoot like no light. Like, why isn't he in there? And it's like, right. you're, all, I, I, you're almost overcompensating. You probably feel this at the younger age. Yes. You're almost overcompensating the other way. Right, that's right. And, and one of my coaches said, stop it. That's not fair to Drew. You're punishing Drew for being your son don't what don't 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 give him a benefit because he's right just, but don't punish him it's like sure so that balance that's good Ooh, it's hard it's yeah well I, i'm with you coach you know i got i got a great and fantastic staff so that's and, good um you know they'll, they'll be able to hear those other voices which will be very important yeah and sometimes even if i may want the message to go i may have to whisper it and, and get the message told but it's not coming from me oh yeah. but uh <laughs> you got you got to have you got to have a you know you got to have a great team of support. right right like if dad's saying it because i'm so bad <laughs> yes. but it's like that's why they they knew they had to take some of those roles on yes. like when to talk to him why aren't yes. you like doing this because if I do it, it's like, well, dad's on me. Why is right. dad on me? Right. Anyway, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a joy. I would, I'm 100% behind it. 
but it's like everything in life. It, there's, there's, there's pluses and minuses and sure. it's, it's, it's worth it. I, in my opinion. Sure. All right, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I thought that no, was, it, but it, it's great because I, I love what you're saying, just how things get woven into family stories. And obviously, you know, not just basketball, but the gift of sport is very, very impactful as it relates to the stories of all the people in my family. Right. And, uh, you know, just trying to set it up that even predestined to me being born, it was already in the fabric. And so when I, right. you know, walked, came into the world, uh, when our kindergarten teacher asked me, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And here's your blank sheet of paper and a canvas, go create. I, I drew on a sheet of paper, you know, myself in a Vanderbilt uniform wearing my dad's number 45. Right. Um, just because I knew, you know, we, we were going to games and I was very exposed to the program. My dad was very involved and basketball was a big deal in our house. And so we watched games, we watched, you know, television, we followed right. the Commodores. And so that's what, that's all I wanted to do when I was, you know, at a, at a young age, that was the vision I had for my life. Life. Right. And so I began at early age, you know, elementary school, middle and then into high school. I work like crazy, not just on the court, but, you know, in the classroom, citizenship, decision making. It kept me accountable to everything that went on in my life of missing dances, of after midnight parties or whatever it was. It was always that check in my spirit that kept me accountable to a bigger calling and a higher vision right. of what I hope my life was going to become. Yeah. And Vandy's real deal. That's a really good school academically. So you, yes. have, you weren't going to coast through high school and get into Vandy. No. <laughs> it, it, it kicked my butt. I mean, my first two years, it, my, it was a whirlwind just academically, socially, of course, athletically, you're just, everything is a different level. The stakes are raised. Everything's harder, bigger, faster, stronger. And that's in everything. The competition. Well, you, you're, is, you're working. You're, yes. well, I've had, I've had, I've had NBA to, I can't even count any collegiate guys. I tell them this, you're, you're, you're applying for a job. Yes. This is a job. It's yes. a fun job. Yep. Um, but it's a job. Like yes. there's people's livelihoods depending on whether you put that ball in that hoop. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know? Um, and, and, and you feel it, you know, you right. do feel it. And, and so the one great thing that I was so thankful for though, coach, as it relates to that aspect in this world where at a very early age, kids become free agents. Uh, and what that means is, you know, if I don't like what's going on on this little league team, I jump to this team. Well, that, you know, as it goes to middle school and the high school and the transfer rate in college. And, you know, then it goes into marriage and divorce rates. And I mean, you employment rates, it just keeps going. Right. The one thing that I was so very thankful for on those days when struggle, adversity and, and, and toughness was entered into the day where I was making excuses or casting blame with my father's experience, being able to say and ground me and advise me on, no, you do have what it takes. You can push through. What can you learn from this situation? Are you doing everything that you can possibly do? No, we're not going to look for another school. It's not the coach's fault. You know, right. all of those things. And so what I learned. I wish that, I wish that happened more. Yes. Like there's kids that come into my program. There's kids that leave my program. I, yep. I in my twenties, I would have lost a lot of sleep. It's like, I was just talking to my wife about it. I, we were just went to get a bike for my daughter and we, we were driving back and I told her about, you know, I said, this one student's going to leave. And I said, I don't know why he's leaving. He might, he might be leaving because of COVID. He might be, I'm never going to question a family and what they do for their kid because every parent has got to make their own decision. I get that. Um, but I think, I think the easy way out is, um, tends to be the norm. I agree. Yes. 
Um, yes. And when you're more centered, like my parents would have laughed at me if I had come home and complained <laughs> about a coach. Are you kidding me? Yeah. If I had come home and said my teacher gave me two homework, my both my parents they would have looked at me and like, what are you talking about? Yes, like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like it's not the teacher's fault. It's not your coach's fault. Right. What are you doing like yes. study, you know. <laughs> And, and what you found out in all of those moments what was you did have more to give. Maybe you weren't doing everything that you could possibly do. And, and so you were learning. You were a work in progress. You were in process. And you never arrived at a destination or result of any final product. And I right. think that was the beauty of my collegiate experience, being from a family that understood that, that there's going to be good days, bad days. You know, there's going to be days when – there's there's fans in the stadiums and there's going to be hard days at 6 a.m. when nobody's there. Right. You're the same guy pursuing excellence regardless of what's going on. It's that and, growth mindset too. I know people talk about the yes. so much of that. Like like I I talk about this at camp. I go I take a ball and I say I can, I live about two miles from school. I can dribble this ball home. Do you believe that? And then they all raise their hands because they see me dribble. I, I'm a I was a decent collegiate. D3 yeah. player. I could dribble a ball. Yeah. And I go, but am I getting any better by that? No, because I'm not pushing it. I said, I will applaud you when you do your ball handling and the ball goes all over the gym. That's right. You're going to that point of improvement. That's right. Failure is a good thing. And yes. it's like, then that was hard. It took me till my 30s to figure that out. Yes. Um, I don't know. Our generation was, it was more, you know, um, yeah. but it's like failure is a good thing thing yes. as long as you take it and learn something from it yes well I, I, and I think that was one of the things that really um, you know spoke to me as I was thinking about even pursuing coaching was what I wanted to do in the lives of the kids I served was the very thing I struggled with which is what you just described perfectionism right I mean right. so you lived <laughs> and died with the result you know your your personhood was dependent on that ball going on the basket forget the coach Right. It was my personhood on the line. It was my identity on the line. How we performed in between those lines drew, drove everything. How I viewed myself, how I felt others viewed me, the way I viewed the world. I mean, all of it. And so the one thing I always said was, you know, if I ever got back into coaching, which is a long journey, how I ended in, up in coaching was I wanted to have a culture that was built on, and I know it's cliche, but on love where those kids felt free to make a mistake. Right. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to have a boundary line, a boundary freedom line where there's accountability. Sure. But within that, I want you to go chase everything that you can possibly chase. And if you screw it up and you're going as hard as you can, we'll live with whatever that result is because we're going to learn through that. Stand up, shake it off, dust yourself off and, and go play the next play the best way you can. I'm and telling you, I'm, yeah, I'm telling you, love is one of the keys to being like the, you and I combined have won a lot of basketball games. Trust me, a lot of basketball games. Yeah. But the part of that reason is it's, it's, I'm not going to quote last chance you, but a little bit of it's true is they have to love you and want to run through a wall for you yes. first before yes. the X's and O's matter. Absolutely. I think all, all these coaches spend all this time on this and this and this and this. And it's like, if they don't love you and yes. they, they, nothing's going to happen. Trust yeah, you, you, you know, it's so funny, Coach, because we, we get a lot of attention, particularly based on the offensive end, because we're very efficient. We, the way we shoot the ball. Right. We love the state in uh, Tennessee and scoring again this past year. You know, many years, they, they see that. What's, so your, point, what's your points per possession? 
uh, we were like 1.3 this last year. It was in, we were insane. That's we really averaged uh, 12, 12.6 threes made per game. I mean, it's nuts, you know, so people like see us and they, right. and they, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But, you know, so I get asked about shooting and, and more like what you're describing, like the technique, the mechanics, the X and O side of it. And whenever I get asked to speak at anything or, or a coach wants to come watch our practice, I start with, first of all, just your person-centered approach to loving kids. What is your culture built on? You know, what, what is really um, the establishment of the intangibles that you've created? Because without any of that stuff, before we even get to the court, uh, you know, you, you can't even go execute on anything no. because the mindset, the intangible, the feeling, the essence is absent. And, and then you're going to go jam in there. Hey, we're going to start playing a certain way. But if you miss a shot, you're coming out kind of approach. Well, no, that's that, that that's not how we operate. Right. Right. So oh, let's talk about that for a second. Let, let's finish your journey first. And I want to come okay. back and talk about your offense and stuff. Yeah. So, OK, so you went to Vandy. Then what happened after Vandy? Yeah, so I went into First of all, weird, weird court, weird court, weird court. Yeah. Right? Weird court. <laughs> Serious home court advantage. Serious right? home I mean, court advantage. <laughs> the one thing that I hate now, just as a side note, um, is the coaches that have come into that building and coach there have complained enough and put enough pressure on the SEC that now coaches are allowed to get off the baseline and travel up the sideline. And that bothers me so bad because I'm like, no you need to stick to the way the intention of the gym was built, which is you got to coach from the baseline. That's and just why was it. that built that way? I don't know the history behind that. Yeah, I, I, I don't really know okay. why. I think it was a multi-use facility. Okay. And so they built it like a stage, like um, almost like an artistic center as well. Okay. And that's just the way it's – I didn't know if it was a, like a game, like a rule thing that had changed no, and I, they stayed and – okay. Yeah, I, okay. I don't know. I, you know, I don't, I don't know why they – why would you even think to do it that way? I don't know. <laughs> but we won a lot of games because of it. It got in people's heads, you know, when they came to our gym. So Right. Um, oh, that's an advantage for, for sure. Um, you know, so I, I, would, I went on and had a blessed career. Obviously, my family had grown up here. So just a lot of exposure, a lot of connections, a lot of relationships. Um, I, was, I got married the summer after I graduated in, in 1998. I looked at going to play overseas. I had opportunities to go play. Decided not to do that because, once again, my dad, great advice. He was like, Drew, you know, as you're coming out, there's no greater time in terms of your marketability to the community to leverage those relationships to get a good opportunity right. than right now when you're done with your career. If you go play overseas three, five, ten years, that's great. You're playing basketball and but every year that you're gone, it's almost like diminishing returns back home. Right. And so it was just great advice to me. And so uh, at some point I was going to have to hang it up. And so I decided at that point that I was just going to enter the workforce. Went into healthcare. If you know anything about Nashville, it's Music City, USA. But it's also a huge, huge for-profit healthcare town with Hospital Corp of America was founded here. And it spun off a lot of entities. Right. It's almost like the Silicon Valley of healthcare, they yes. say. 
yes. lot of innovation, a lot of progression, a lot of, a lot of movement. Okay. And so I went into the healthcare technology space, uh, moved quickly up the corporate ladder. By the time I was 27 years old, I was president of the division. What'd you um, major in in college? Uh, human organizational development. Okay. So basically leadership and organizational dynamic and theory okay. was my, is what I'm passionate about. Okay. So, um, uh, so just, uh, went into that, went into, uh, you know, sales, uh, blowing and going life's good. Uh, I had three girls at home and, um, I would leave every single Sunday and come back Thursday. Oh. Last year I was with the company. I was going like 250 something nights that year. And if I was going to take the next step in my corporate ladder progression, we either were going to have to move as a family or I was even going to be gone five days a week and forget Friday, even being home. So my little girl, uh, who's now 20 years old, our oldest of five kids, we have five here, three girls and two boys. Uh, she was starting at a school called Christ Presbyterian Academy. When we visited schools in the area, we fell in love with the mission, vision, and core value set of that school. And uh, so we had uh, enrolled her in kindergarten at that school. And um, as just, you know, God and fate would have it all. I was reading a book called Season of Life. Have you ever heard of Season of Life? I have it. It's a great book that I recommend for every single listener to, okay. uh, to read. But it, uh, it was written by Jeffrey Marks, coach. Okay. And it's about Joe Ehrman. Um, and, and he was a former great football player for the Baltimore Colts. And when he retired from being an all-pro football player, he coached football at the Gilman School in Baltimore. And he had this unique approach of how he used the gift of football to connect to the hearts and minds of kids and really expressed how love could be played out on the football field. And when I read that story, and I'm traveling every day and my little girl starting kindergarten. It's like all of these factors started coming into play. And then the nail in the coffin that moved me into full-time coaching, I coached, um, I volunteered and, and coached in a middle school basketball team. Okay. And I just fell in love coaching them. And just, just the whole thing to me blew my heart away. I mean, I just, I just, my heart exploded. Right. And so reading this book, traveling, little girl starting and coaching this team, all of those factors created this perfect storm of this movement into when the job opened up that very first year at Christ Pres Academy, they hired a guy that I had no coaching experience, truly. Right. Um, I had led organizations. Basketball is a big part of my story. I had grown up here, so they knew all of that. Right. Um, but I never had led a high school program, a varsity program, built a program from the, you know, what that means to vertically integrate, build out a, a middle school philosophy, all of those things. And so truth be known, 15 years later, they took a gamble, you know. Right. And, and, no, and I mean, and the thing is, in, in retrospect, there's reasons I haven't left where I have been too, because I wanted to see my kids grow up. Yeah. I had opportunities to go to the college game and things like that. But it's like, I didn't, I told my wife, I said, I don't want to spend July in Vegas in a gym right. watching a 17 right. year old. No, I'd no. really see my kid grow up. Right. That's right. Out of the house faster than I want anyway. So, right. Right. Um, well, and, and that's, that's, you understand that. And that's what I began to see at an early age. And it all goes back to once again, and you'll always hear me talk about my father because he was such a present participant in my story. He was not an absent dad. Right. He was very involved. And I didn't know, regardless, you know, what stress was going on at his office, 
what business trip he had to come in hot from, he was always there. Whether we were right. playing at Westington Elementary School or Cameron Indoor Stadium at Duke and all points in between, he was he present. Was and so when my daughter was starting kindergarten, it was like that line of, am I going to be absent or present in their, in their right. lives? Right. And so I chose what, what you just described. Yep. So it is the truly – you can't put a price tag. Oh, there's not a day. I regret it. It. There's not a day. I regret it. There's yes. not a day. I regret it. Nothing. No. Are you kidding me? I could have made more money. I could have done other things. Are you kidding me? I saw my kids grow up. I mean, yeah. and I'm where, uh, I'm where my kids are every single day. I mean, right. there, I can walk at any point on our, the way our campus is configured is preschool, you know, to 12th grade. Right. And so even when they were in preschool to lower school years, now middle and high school, I can go see them at lunch. I can go, I can go find them at any point in the day that I want to see them. And right. that's just truly a gift how our family work school is just woven into this perfect uh, storm of the, the way that we have this blended lifestyle. So, so explain, ex, let, let's, let's dive into something. You talked on something for a second about building a program. Cause I, I also stepped into a program that was like, like I was the only applicant. They were horrible. <laughs> and, 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 and I know what those, that roadmap kind of look like. What did your roadmap look like for building the program? Cause that intrigues me. Yeah. So very similar to what you just described again, coach that, you know, they hadn't had much historical success at all. I mean, I think sometimes those are good jobs though. Sometimes those are good jobs. Well, and that's the way I viewed it. I mm -hmm. just, I just viewed, they didn't really know what they had. Um, and, and as a school, it was a sleeping giant in Nashville they didn't truly know what they had. This, this approach to, to education-based athletics, obviously we're a Christian school, so a gospel infusion into the experience. Right. And, and being able to take somebody on a progression all the way through adolescence into their teenage years, and then they exit and ready to launch, they really didn't know what they had. No. And so I just fell in love with it. And I thought, man, we could bring that same mission and vision run parallel as a basketball program to the mission vision of the school. And all of a sudden you're, you're on to something pretty special. And so what we did was, you know, really vertically integrated all the way down into the lower school because the greatest asset we had on our campus was we had a whole feeder base already on our campus. So building the brand exposure language, every, everything that went on there, it starts at an early age. So those kids get so excited about it they can't imagine not being a part of it. So now we got these families involved with these kids involved. They grow up dreaming about being a part of that program from the time that they're little. And now it just connects them into this experience all the way through. And it creates a special, special environment. It's that branding. I'm telling you, it's the marketing, it's the branding, it's the, you know, what are they doing in third grade? I mean, that's so important for, for a community. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. So we, we, we began, you know, they, we, the year before I got there, and this isn't anything about me, I mean, because this is a shared experience of a lot of people um, that, that are partners of mine in this, our administration, our leadership, our families. I mean, all those that came before me, our players in particular, our staff, I mean, on and on and on, uh, uh, the people that have played a part in this. But they had won eight games the year before I got there. And then year one, we won 27. It was just a complete mindset shift of just boom. Just you can do it. You have what it takes. This is the way we're going to play. This is the way we're going to operate. It's going to be hard. We're going to expect a lot, but you can do it. 
and right. and and they they rose in every aspect of everything that went on and they were all young in their development process we started four sophomores that year next year won 31 games and then we were off and running at that right. point and you know now well, we once that train gets moving too the train's yeah. moving man the I momentum know. And, and, and the fun part, Coach, that's happened is how it's splashed into the other athletic programs on our campus where now if you look at – you think about CPA in this market or Christ Presbyterian Academy across the region, you know, we're known for athletic success. And it's not just boys basketball. It's – our football program is, is, is gold standard. Our baseball program, our girls' basketball program, I mean, both soccer programs. So it's, it's happened across – How big is the school? We have 1,300 students, preschool to 12th grade. We, we average a graduation about 115 kids. Okay, and then how does that work? Do you play in the association? How does that work? Yeah, so just uh, three years ago, did we have a, like a private-public split. So we played um, in you the public You split into two, or you're, you're still in one? Yeah, no, no, it's, we split into two. Okay. So we used to, the private schools – were multiplied 1.8 and then you were reclassed because okay. obviously you could pull from other zip code zones right. and all the yep. things. Yep. So I, I get that. I understood that. Yep. Um, so, you know, it would reclass us, but that started not to have the effect really because private schools were still achieving so much success um, that there was enough pressure on our state association that it created a private school division and a public school division still okay. under the TWSAA. Okay, and then how many how many are in your private and how many are in the public? Probably 80 private schools. And okay. then the public division probably has 250, I would guess, 300. Okay, schools. do you have one state title of each or you have two? No, there's most there's two private school champions and there's three in basketball there's three public divisions. Three public divisions. But but if it's in football there's six public. Yes. Football's always bigger. Private. Yeah. 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 Um, how would you describe your coaching philosophy? So if I came and watched your practice, what would I see? What, yeah. would, I, what would be my observation? Well, first, first of all, you know, what I would hope is everything that you see is an expression of it being a player's first program, first and foremost, that everything that is going on in the gymnasium um, is there to serve, encourage, inspire those kids to be the best that they can be today and for their future self, period. That's the vision of everything that we do every day. Right. Our, our program is built on the parable of the talents. And what I mean by that is in a world where rivals in 24-7 sports and ESPN has built a star system, right. that the, how many stars by your name somehow makes you more important than the guy sitting next to you. We have swam upstream against that, and we built our program on the parable of the talents. So we don't cut. I have a ton of kids in the gym. If you came to our practice, you'd see 40 kids practicing at one time, ninth through 12th grade, all skill levels and abilities. Um, because we want everybody to realize that their story matters and that they have something that the larger uh, whole is, is benefiting from. That they have a specific strength and gift that needs to be optimized. And um, we want them to feel valued in our program. You know, we want them to understand that the goal of winning a game is never more important than the purpose of the man that they're becoming. So we always talk about goal versus purpose is very, very important language to us. And the goal never supersedes the purpose. A score on a scoreboard, a win, a loss, a made or missed shot never supersedes how I feel about those kids. I never want them to ever, ever doubt that at all. And then the last thing I would hope you would see is 
you hear me talk about this all the time too, is um, there's a difference between building a resume and building a eulogy. And so we talk about that all the time that we Ooh, are men. Good. Say that again. <laughs> Say that again, coach. There's a difference between building a resume because, you know, we're so much as a society in a hurry to add titles, acclaim, status, and awards to our resume instead of really being worried about the things that truly matter and that are eternal. And those are the things that will be spoken about you at your, you know, at a eulogy one day when, when they lay me in the ground. I love that. That's a, I'm stealing. That's a great quote. That's a great quote. I love that. So your, the purpose should line up with the eulogy and obviously goal and resume. I mean, we're competitors. If we're tipping it up, we're going to, we've prepared, we've scouted, we've filmed, we've game planned. We've right. thought through, we've walked through, we're going to try to beat you. Right. But as soon as that buzzer goes off after 32 minutes and we walk up to the locker room and we share thoughts about, hey, we could have done this or that better. When we walk out of there, we don't want their personhood to be dependent on what their performance just was. And that's our biggest thing as a program. Hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe, like, jump up and down, review, do whatever you got to do. Um, also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.